He wants the best for me, not the worst for me. He's not trying to take away my playthings. He's trying to show me what to play with. <laughs> and that's a Heavenly Father that loves and cares for you just like He does me. Hello everybody, Dan Boone here with Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. So glad you are with us. And I want you to hang around for about 15 minutes, more or less. Uh, we're going to talk about some things that I feel like that I want to talk about, and I think you'll find these things more than interesting, okay? By the way, if you didn't catch last week, I want you to catch that if you would. I'm going to touch upon it a little bit, going to have some different perspectives and go a little further, but I really want us to try to grab some things about our country today and about what, uh, you know, not only what God has planned for us, but what are we planning for ourselves, okay? So uh, be sure and like us, subscribe, do all the stuff. You know the drill, do it, okay? So we'll get it out of the way. We need your help, though, to do that because we want to rise up with a voice that'll help the people that are out and needy and the people that love God and the people that don't know God and the people that love America and the people that don't know America. And uh, we want you to know that we want to be a part of this journey with you and thanks for asking us to take the ride with you. We, we appreciate that so much. Okay, America, gonna talk about you today. You're supposed to be the country that's the light set upon the hill. Yes, what happened to you, America? Wake up, wake up, wake up. Yes, we need to wake up. Our country is gradually falling away from the things of God. Here a little, there a little. And when that happens, that means we're falling away from morality. And when that happens, that means our society is crumbling. Now, we can stop that. We can stop it today. Because with God, it only takes one day, okay? God has created us as individuals. But... There is strength in diversity. And when I say diversity, I'm talking about the uniqueness of each individual on this planet. I'm not talking about the acceptance of all these non-moral rules that people try to throw in at us today. I am talking about the fact that a good moral life is good for everybody. It's good for ourselves. It's good for our marriage if we're married. It's good for our family. It's good for our neighborhood. It's good for our community. It's good for our states, our countries. It's good for the world. Oh, yes. And you know something? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a few of you on this one. Do you know you cannot live a righteous life, although Jesus said you had to? What are you talking about, Martha? Thank you. I'm glad you asked that question. You cannot live a righteous life by yourself. You need help, just like I need help. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, is ready to help you. All you have to do is ask. You see, if we try to put away the things of God, then what we're trying to do is take away reality. I'm going to say that one again. Somebody missed it. When we take away the things of God or try to take away the things of God, we are taking away reality. Moral truth is real truth. Real truth is morally correct. And it makes no difference where we are, what we're doing, where we live, what we, our job is, what, our, what grade we are in school, whatever it is. 
It makes no difference. But when we lose morality, we lose everything. Morality holds us together. And the only way that we can walk a morally good life is with the power of Jesus Christ. It's called grace. His grace is sufficient to give us the enablement to be able to live a life that's worth living. I'm talking about a fruitful life, a life that's meaningful to ourselves, the ones that we have around us, the ones that we love, and meaningful to help others. And I'm talking about things that come out of the heart, not out of your tax bill. Because the government maybe has all these good intentions about helping people, but the truth of it is the government has no heart. The government is just a mechanism to take money out of one person's pocket and put it in the other one. Oh, so now we feel good about ourselves. We've done a good deal today. I gave my taxes, and although I was a few days late, now somebody's got some money. No, that's not a very good feeling, and you know that. Most people feel like that taxes are <laughs> not the best thing to spend money on. And I agree in some instances, and in other instances I don't. In other words, I don't want to have a financial whereabouts to help in sexual reassignment surgery uh, for anybody at any age, and I detest it for children. They have no idea they're just being led hopefully by a parent somewhere, but if they were being led by a caring parent, they wouldn't be doing that. And yes, I did say you didn't care about your kid. If you're giving them puberty blockers, are you are thinking about the things that are necessary for them to have sexual reassignment surgery? That's a bunch of bunk. Now, your intentions may be great. I don't know, I can't judge your heart, but I can judge your actions. Let's stop molesting children and destroying their future. We have to think about tomorrow and everything we do. If I judge things and I pick things and choose things to the light of eternity, I'll be making a lot better decision. And I don't know about you, you may have seen some people that are real happy about their sexual reassignment surgery, but I've seen a lot, a lot of really sad stories about it. And when children don't have proper leadership in their lives, they're gonna go wherever they wanna go. Okay, that's Lord of the Flies, the movie it has been out a couple of times. It shows you what happens. A bunch of kids, you know, have a plane crash on an island and there's some good kids and bad kids and it all turns where pretty much the bad eats up the good. And, and that's the way that it is in our society. If we don't have people standing in the gap and speaking up for righteousness, speaking up for good moral truths, then we don't have anything. We don't have a society anymore. We just have an assemblance of people. And yes, some people are good and they say, well, I'm a good person, I don't need Jesus. Well, you just don't know Jesus because he really will change you. I thought I was a very honest person until I got saved and God told me that although I had been honest in a lot of the big things, those little white lies, nope, those are lies. I call them little white lies because I thought I was helping somebody in the process. I am not God to choose between good and evil. I am a person submitted to God who knows the God who has already chosen good and evil, and I follow Him, okay? So if I say something you don't like, maybe there's some truth in it, huh? And I'll give you a good example. People say, well, you know, you're, you're judging them. Well, yes, Jesus says judge with righteous judgment. I don't know your heart, but I can see your actions, and I can see what the Word of God says, and if they don't line up together, then you're wrong. I'm sorry, you're wrong.
and I need somebody, when I was lost, I needed someone to tell me that I was sinning, although I knew it. I knew it. Yes, I knew it. But I didn't want to admit it. And I saw a finger coming at me through the TV set, and I go, wow, he's talking about me. And that led me to salvation a few months later, really recognizing, coming to a point where I could humble myself before the mighty hand of God and say, you know, I don't know everything. Yeah, I don't have my best in, my, in line, so that means I cannot have the best for my wife, the best for my two sons in line until I match up with what the creator of the universe wants. He wants the best for me, not the worst for me. He's not trying to take away my playthings. He's trying to show me what to play with. <laughs> and that's a heavenly father that loves and cares for you just like he does me. The difference may be you haven't crossed the line into life eternal in a righteous way. I'm talking about heaven. Yeah. You want to talk about hell? I'll do that too. Maybe at another date. Hell's just as real as heaven. Do you know that a lot of people in America believe in heaven, don't believe in hell? <laughs> There's only two choices, up or down. That's it. That's it. Simple. You love God or you don't love God. You're willing to submit to God or you're not willing to submit to God. And when we start submitting to God, we start seeing fruit from that labor. We start seeing the benefit of it. We start seeing a, a lifestyle that I help my neighbor and my neighbor helps me rather than this contentious spirit that's going on today and trying to control all of our lives about, oh, this and that and that and this. No. You see, God loves babies in the womb. Okay? God loves the sexuality He gave to you because that's part of your, yourself, your being. God loves that. He created you that way. He said that you as a man or you as a woman, that is good. God wants more babies. And so a man and a woman can come together, make a baby, and guess what? That baby needs to come to life. We struggle so many times trying to help a preborn child to get birth by keeping them, you know, in the womb a little longer or by doing certain medical procedures. But then others are just thrown away, discarded. Science even tells us that as soon as a person's conceived that their DNA is unique, which shows that they're a unique individual human being created in the image of God. And the thing that he's trusted us with, children, the devil hates that. The devil tried to kill all the children in the days of Moses. The devil tried to kill all the children in the days of Jesus. The devil is at work today trying to kill all the children to ward off a great awakening, a great revival across this planet. So what do we need to do? We need to check ourselves out. And if you can't bring life to what you produce in the womb, man, woman, what you need to do is not have sex. And if you're going to have sex, go ahead and make precautions that that egg is not fertilized. But I want to tell you, I'm just telling you that because some of you need a little help kind of adjusting into reality. See, because the truth of it is you need to wait until you have a covenant of marriage. 
and let God lead you through it. The blessings of God are not something to be poofed at. The blessings of God are not something that to, be, to be taken by granted. The blessings of God are freely given. He loved us so much, He gave His only begotten Son. What do we do? We spoof at God, who's trying to help us, who cares for us. He'll be there with us and for us when nobody else is. He will never, never, never leave us nor forsake us. That's the God I know. That's the God that you need to know. And you say, well, I'm a born-again Christian. Well, so what do you do with your Christianity besides go to church on Sunday morning for an hour, hour and a half? What else do you do with it? Do you share the love of God? Do you share your own testimony? Do you share the life? Do people know you're a Christian? If you stood before a judge today and he says, I want you to prove that you're a Christian, could you prove it? Do you spend time with the Lord daily? Are you in His Word? Do you, see, sing, do you sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to Him? Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord? You're being filled with the Spirit when you do that. There are so many wonderful things that God has in store for you. Would you check Him out? Would you take Him for His Word? Would you come unto Him? I am so... Ah, I so want you to be saved. You know why? Christ in me is the hope of glory. And there's a hope. Hope is futuristic. Faith is today. Hope is futuristic. There's a hope in me because Jesus is in me. And that hope is for you, for your best, for life. And not talking about life like a plant or life uh, like an animal or something. We're talking about the life of God to be in you when you're born again, that He wipes away all of the old and brings forth all the new and has not only created you in His image, but He's brought you into His kingdom where God is King. Jesus is Lord. Oh, I'll tell you what, I so wish to be able to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. Give me a call. Give me an email. Come by and see us. You know, we're here for you. I don't care if you live in Los Angeles or New York or South America, Pakistan, Russia, Vietnam. God loves you, cares for you, wants to be with you. Any way that we can help you at Church of Tomorrow, we're here for you. We'd love to give you a little book and tell you some things about the Lord. We'd love for you to have the experience that we know is available for you because we've experienced that. We're not affiliated with a particular religious denomination, but we're Bible-believing Christians in the Word of God, and we believe in Orthodox Christianity the one that's proven itself to be true for 2,200 years. Jesus says, come to me, all you that are heavy laden and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my brother and my sister, the loved one out there, whoever they may be. Would you pull them a little closer to you today? Pull them towards the kingdom of God that they may enter it, that your glory may be revealed to them, that the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ is blood shed at Calvary at the cross would be real to them. I look forward to new brothers and sisters in the Lord. In Jesus' name, see you next time around. Remember, subscribe and like us, okay? Love you. Bye-bye.